0: Welcome to the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Anne Louise Gittleman is a New York Times bestselling author of over 37 books on diet, detox, the environment, and women's health. For more than four decades, Anne Louise has been regarded as a leading voice and visionary in nutrition and who has fearlessly stood on the front lines of holistic and integrative medicine. For more information, check out That's annlouise.com. That's A-N-N-L-O-U-I-S-E dot com. And here's your host, Anne Louise Gittleman. Hi, everyone. Anne Louise Gittleman here for First Lady of Nutrition. Thank you for joining me yet once again for a wonderful and enlightening episode. And that's because my good friend Rick Malter is my guest. He's a clinical psychologist who has worked with hair tissue mineral analysis and assessing psychological and mental health issues. So we're going to talk about the case against copper. Dr. Malter, why is there such an issue about copper? There are many that now think that copper is a deficient mineral. You have written about copper toxicity. What is the truth once and for all?
1: Well, there's a difference between a lot of the very good uh, basic research on copper in metabolism. That's a well-established fact that copper is a vital mineral that uh, people need in relatively small quantities but it's vital for all kinds of functions, including electron transport in the cells and the production of energy, and also building uh, strong uh, muscles and bones uh, that have good integrity and strength. So but what's happened over the past 60 years since the introduction of the female contraceptives, mm. the control pill with estrogen, and um, also the copper IUDs, Estrogen built up excess copper that a lot of teenage girls and young women were unable to handle and metabolize properly once it uh, reached a certain point. At that uh, stage, then uh, their body would begin to store excess copper in the liver, but also in the brain, primarily. Mm. So what happened is a lot of these uh, individuals... Uh, became very copper toxic. And as the copper built up, knowing the dynamics of the mineral system, from basic research and the research of Drs. Paul Eck and David Watts in Phoenix 45 years ago on hair mineral analysis, we see countless numbers of slow metabolic type mineral patterns which are closely related to the effects of excess copper. Copper. As copper builds up, hair analysis research shows us that it will lower the potassium levels within cells. And as the potassium drops, then the calcium builds up to excess and leads to soft tissue calcification, calcifying uh, joints and arteries, also calcifying organs. And in some people, excess calcium outside their cells blocks cellular functioning. So there's profound clinical effects of that. And then the copper in the brain overstimulates the brain and produces uh, a variation of what Dr. Russell Blaylock, a retired neurosurgeon, calls excitotoxicity. Mm. And that can be related to. Uh, Uh, dysfunctions in the brain, and producing several different kinds of uh, psychological uh, problems. Some are uh, given a diagnosis of ADD and ADHD. Uh, Others are given a diagnosis of uh, major depression, anxiety and panic disorder, bipolar disorder. When you look at the hair mineral data, of individuals with those diagnoses, invariably we see a copper toxic, uh, slow metabolic type mineral pattern. It's not a psychiatric disorder. It's a nutritional and mineral imbalance.
0: Exactly. Now, where else is it coming from? Well, it's
1: coming from the copper water pipes. But in recent years, the construction industry dropped copper uh, pipes because they were so expensive and went to uh, the plastic pipes. But in those houses and apartments and offices that had copper water pipes, depending on the acidity of the uh, water running through them, they could leach copper out of the pipes, which was another source.
0: And then what about the food sources, Dr. Malter?
1: Uh, There are different food sources. A primary one is liver. But with uh, GMOs, if a person uh, is eating liver, if they happen to be copper deficient, uh, they can get uh, excess uh, bioavailable uh, copper from liver, but they got to be very careful uh, to only eat organic liver and not take in more toxins.
0: And I understand a vegan diet is also high in copper.
1: <clears throat> yep. and. And vegans invariably are already copper toxic. And with the mineral shifts that we see in hair mineral analyses, the slow metabolic types, and these were described by the research of Dr. Paul Eck and Dr. David Watts, the two men who were my mentors in hair analysis over 40 years ago. When I first got introduced to hair analysis, And I was still in psychological practice in the Chicago suburbs. And uh, I wanted to learn more about hair analysis. So I would fly down to uh, Phoenix to attend their seminars, which they offered on one or two weekends a year in the early to mid eighties. That's how I learned the basics of hair analysis. And I was astounded by what they had discovered and what they showed us by way of mineral patterns and how much we could learn to understand what was happening to each person's mineral system. And later on, uh, I learned about the work of Henry Schroeder, an MD. Mm -hmm. Many years ago, uh, uh, he wrote extensively about the importance of minerals And he observes that minerals are the spark plugs of life.
0: Mm, I want to quote him on that. I love it.
1: Yeah. And uh, I'm constantly quoting that uh, whenever I'm talking about minerals and hair mineral analysis. So what I realized is that Dr. Schroeder did basic research on the importance of minerals and came up with that brilliant, simple observation Minerals are the spark plugs of life.
0: More important than vitamins in many cases. Yeah. Well, minerals
1: and vitamins are interrelated. But the hair analysis doesn't measure measure vitamins directly. We can infer vitamin status from the mineral patterns. But it turns out later on, I realized that as brilliant as uh, Dr. Schroeder's observation was, about them being the spark plugs of life. The hair analysis then became the lab test that was the portal to each person's mineral system and gave us a way of looking at a person's mineral pattern that reflected so much about what was happening uh, to their health, both mentally and physically
0: so if somebody if you do you still see people dr walter yeah Yeah. so what do you do You, you have a young woman that's on birth control and she has a high elevated copper and a high calcium and a low potassium what do you do to start balancing her system
1: well first i i want to make sure that she at least has a basic explanation of the connection between birth control and the health issues she's experiencing. Uh, Because ultimately she's gotta make a decision. Will she continue using birth control like that if it's adversely affecting her health? And uh, whether or not she wants to uh, begin to uh, start a diet and supplement program that will help her system start to uh, eliminate some of that excess copper, and that uh, primarily should occur through the liver. So uh, milk thistle and liver support are very important for these people.
0: I see. What about a change in diet? What
1: well, they need to understand that uh, uh, with that kind of a, a mineral pattern that they have um, excess dairy and sources of calcium will not be beneficial to them.
0: Because there's that calcium shell that's already being
1: built up. Yeah, they already have the calcium shell. And what Eck and Watts learned in their studies of hair analysis was that the ratio of calcium to potassium was closely related to thyroid activity. And the slow metabolic type mineral pattern showing a high calcium to a low potassium, those people invariably were showing signs of the hypothyroid, whether the blood test confirmed it or not. But there was that trend already that was evident in the hair analysis. Mm. And so many of these young women uh, are on their way to uh, 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 being burned out energetically.
0: There are lower estrogen birth control pills on the market. However, does that make a difference?
1: Well, it might make it might have made some difference sixty years ago. But what uh, we also observe is that if a copper toxic teenage girl or young woman becomes pregnant under the stress of her pregnancy, some of her excess copper gets mobilize out of the liver and brain into circulation and may wind up in the fetus.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: So it gets passed on literally from one generation to the next. And even though they're reducing the estrogen now, it really is too late. There's far too many copper toxic teenage girls and young women. So even with smaller amounts of estrogen they're already into slow metabolic type mineral patterns
0: which is why so many can't lose weight
1: right the metabolism is way too slow
0: so to, this happening speed it up, over
1: and over again
0: to speed it up do you give more potassium
1: you need more potassium and vitamin a Dr. Watson, his trace element lab in the Dallas area, observed that vitamin A is a synergist to potassium. Vitamin D antagonizes potassium in the cells and lowers it further while it's raising calcium. So uh, many of these copper toxic, uh, slow metabolic type individuals uh, really don't benefit uh, very much from, from taking either calcium or vitamin D. So but need... that's not evident without understanding and looking at uh, mineral dynamics in hair analysis data.
0: How does magnesium figure into all this?
1: Well, the minerals are all interrelated in a very complex dynamic system. And Dr. and Watts observed 40 years ago that if you begin to change one of the minerals, sooner or later it will start a cascade of changes in other minerals in the system. So let's take a, a look at what happens to anything that lowers potassium. Estrogen, copper, calcium, vitamin D. So as potassium drops in the cells and tissues, that will lead to a change in the ratio of sodium to potassium. Sodium is regulated by the adrenal gland hormone, aldosterone. So a lot of people still have uh, enough adrenal activity to have an elevated sodium over potassium as potassium is dropping. And that will reflect more intense stress, the fight or flight response. As stress intensifies, the cells lose magnesium. So these individuals eventually become deficient in the two major intracellular minerals, namely potassium and magnesium. And then they wind up with a high ratio of calcium to magnesium, which, impairs pancreatic and insulin function and eventually blood sugar. So with an understanding of heroin analysis and the mineral dynamics, it gives us a broader understanding of what eventually undermines people's health.
0: Hi, my friends, before I go any further, let me take a moment to, to acknowledge my sponsor, Uniki Health at com, which is your universal key to health since 1992. I have been a spokesperson for this company for over 30 years. They're the home of all my weight loss plans, the Fab Lasting Bio Builder, which has been featured in national magazines. They also carry the ultimate brain support and the magnesium multitasker. So whether it's weight loss, internal cleansing, or just targeted health support, go to UnikiHealth.com. Tell them Anne Louise sent you. So you you talk about the glands being influenced by mineral ratios. You've got the calcium to potassium ratio. What other glands figure into this?
1: The adrenals.
0: And what are the minerals associated with those?
1: Eck and Watts associated sodium and magnesium. And there's a reciprocal relationship between stress and magnesium. And when we talk about stress, uh, we're also... Uh, Uh, touching on the importance of sodium.
0: What about blood sugar?
1: Blood sugar they designated as uh, related to calcium and magnesium. Calcium uh, triggering a release of insulin and magnesium uh, slowing it down or shutting it off. That's why high calcium-magnesium ratios they designated as the blood sugar ratio.
0: Reproductive sex hormones
1: zinc and copper, estrogen relates to uh, copper, Uh, zinc relates to progesterone and to testosterone. So they had a lot of these connections figured out over 40 years ago.
0: You know, Dr. Eck was my teacher too. And he was a a big believer in all this and he coined the term the copperhead syndrome. Would you explain? Uh, In his
1: seminars, he was constantly talking about copperheads that he would observe all over.
0: I was one of them. So would you talk about the psychological and emotional characteristics of a copperhead?
1: Well, you must know it from the inside out.
0: Well, overly creative, a little childlike, whimsical, overly creative, hyperactive, anxious, doesn't sleep well, does can't sit still. So I wrote 40 books based on the Copperhead Syndrome. I channeled my copper.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, far too many teenage girls and women are unaware of it. And they don't know what is really happening to them.
0: This is so huge, so huge. huge.
1: Yeah, there needs to be a lot of changes in what is passed off as health, education, and information.
0: Oh, it's it's sad that none of this is being carried forward, Doctor Walter.
1: No, no. Um, it would revolutionize healthcare
0: and psychiatric care as well.
1: Right.
0: So you wrote a book. Would you talk about your book a little bit? The strands. Yeah. Well- it, uh,
1: uh, when I retired uh, from my psych practice uh, in 2001 and moved down to Arizona. Uh, I figured I'd be retired for the rest of my life. Uh, But uh, I was thinking about uh, the hair analysis and what I learned from uh, the seminars of Dr. Eck and Dr. Watts in Phoenix in the 1980s. And so I began to write some articles and then I expanded those and uh, decided to put them into a book uh, shortly after I moved to Arizona. And uh, I called it The strands of health, a guide to understanding hair mineral analysis. So, the first part of the book explains the basic concepts and ratios relating the minerals to uh, the thyroid, the adrenals, the pancreas, and uh, insulin, uh, the brain and nerve transmissions, and psychological functions. Uh, So, the first part of the book pretty well. Summarizes what I learned from Aiken Watts in the 1980s. And then the the middle and second, uh, uh, latter part of the book goes into more uh, sophisticated uh, clinical issues. So so I published that in uh, 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 2002 or 2003.
0: But it's still. I
1: republished it online.
0: But it's still very, very relevant, don't you think? The
1: the science and the principles are as solid as they were 45 years ago when Eck and Watts made their breakthrough research.
0: Ageless, timeless.
1: Yeah. Uh, This is the foundation of health. These are the spark plugs of life. And the hair analysis is the uh, portal to each person's mineral system, which is complex regulating so many of our vital health functions mentally and physically but it's dynamic and it can fluctuate and change under stress under stimulant drugs and nutrients Uh, uh, the impact of toxic metals and other toxins in the environment Uh, depleted uh, nutrition in our food supply and even exercise has a profound effect on people's health and their minerals. Tense exercise pumps up the adrenal glands, raises sodium, and we know from the mineral dynamics, that means they're gonna be burning through their magnesium. That's why some people, when they exercise intensively, wind up experiencing cramps in their muscles.
0: Makes perfect sense. So why do you think there's a movement, there's a counter movement about copper these days to include it rather than to exclude it from the diet? What do you think that's based on?
1: Well, I think it's based on, they're looking at some basic research on the metabolism of copper. That's, That's solid stuff. But what they don't understand is that clinically, Our population is not the same as it was uh, 60 or more years ago, and certainly not the same as it was before World War II. Let me give you an example. My mother was born in 1906, and she had my uh, older brother in 1935 and me in 1937. So by the time birth control uh, pills in the copper IUD came around, She was past that stage. She was already at the menopause. And she remained a fast metabolic type. She died at the age of 90.
0: Bless her heart.
1: Same thing with my mother-in-law, who was born in 1910. So that generation uh, remained fast metabolic types, not impacted by the effects of birth control, but uh, of the female birth control. But you don't have... There are very many vast metabolic types left.
0: No, that's true. And so what about the um, toxicity of mercury fillings, which are also partially copper?
1: Um, well, that's also going to be uh, impacting people's uh, metabolism. Now, when it comes to a buildup of toxins, we can <clears throat> make general statements about Uh, different toxins like mercury or uh, copper toxicity. But for for each individual, the amount of the toxic metal and where it eventually gets located in their body, where it gets stored, may vary greatly from one individual to another. That's why uh, two people can have... uh, similar signs of toxicity, but different symptoms. Mm -hmm. In some people, uh, many of the toxins will be storing in the liver, and in other people will be storing in the brain, the kidneys, other tissues.
0: Mm -mm. Do you think that copper is the greatest toxic mineral we have to fight in this day and age? The way lead was for, to, connected to the fall of the Roman Empire.
1: I, I would say so. Mm. Uh, one of my students, uh, Rick Fisher, up in uh, Vancouver, Canada, has put together an excellent website called coppertoxic.com. And on his website, he posted a video I made uh, of a slide program that I titled The Copper Toxic Society. Mm. So the basic question I raise is what happens to a society when seventy five to eighty percent of the population are individuals with uh, varying degrees and types of copper toxicity?
0: So interesting, so interesting. So do you see any other patterns of ill health besides the copper issue, copper zinc?
1: Uh, The copper issue, uh, as Dr. Watts has pointed out, is impacting 75% to 80% of the hair
0: samples. Still? Yeah. Forty years later, still, my goodness.
1: Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's gotten progressively worse with each generation. And with the passage of excess copper in utero during a pregnancy to the fetus, That means that male individuals will also be picking up excess copper and being born with excess copper. So does that make them more effeminate? Could. It could certainly affect their uh, hormones and uh, affect them uh, metabolically, hormonally, and psychologically.
0: So this is by far the greatest imbalance yeah and do you devote quite a bit of chapter time to the, in the strands of hair of health? Do you cover this in great extent in your book?:
1: Yeah, I do cover it uh, quite a bit in the book.
0: So where else can people learn about you, Dr. Walter?
1: Uh, from my website, uh, I've done quite a number of uh, podcasts uh, that are online with different individuals. Uh, over the last uh, 10 or 15 years.
0: God willing, we'll be on there.
1: So it's important for people mm, uh, to be open-minded and
0: realize
1: that minerals are truly the sparklers of life mm, and that major changes in underlying mineral uh, patterns in millions of people have occurred that has... uh, started to undermine health in varying degrees uh, with different individuals.
0: Phenomenally interesting. When I studied with um, Dr. Eck, imbued, he was impassioned, he was very excited about the Copperhead Syndrome. I didn't realize it was still as big a deal today as it was back then. I met him in the 80s as well.
1: Well some people, uh, especially women, will raise the question whether A man like me or Dr. Rick or Rick Fisher really understands copper toxicity.
0: You because, don't.
1: As you know from your own experience. You don't. It's highly experiential.
0: Yes, you don't understand that. There's
1: no way that any of uh, us men who are fast metabolic types.
0: Can understand or appreciate. understand
1: the experience, especially as it, its effect fluctuates with your cycle. Yeah. And hormonal fluctuations or with the pregnancy.
0: Very interesting.
1: I can't claim that I, that I fully understand copper toxicity experientially.
0: But you empathize.
1: But intellectually, I get it. And I've seen it <laughs> in my psychological practice before I retired, and I continue to see it to this very day. I have a bunch of hair analyses uh, on my desk uh, waiting to do consultations on. And, and invariably it's younger women who are copper toxic, burned out slow metabolic types with high calcium to low magnesium ratios. So they have additional problems and onto the copper toxicity.
0: How do we get to your website?
1: It's malterinstitute.org.
0: malterinstitute.org, everybody. I want you to go to malterinstitute.org. Dr. Malter, will you come back and visit with us again? I surely will.
1: It's been a pleasure to share my experience. And I consider myself a um, truly a student of Dr. Eck, and Dr. Watts.
0: Yes, there are men that should get the Nobel Prize. Uh,
1: what what they uh, created as a nutrition mineral breakthrough is phenomenal. I don't disagree. Based on very, very solid science.
0: Which is still solid today in 2023.
1: Now, now the problem with uh, pushing copper supplementation onto millions of people, 80% of the population are two copper toxic slow metabolic types to metabolize even the best sources of bioavailable copper until they do some detox and rebalancing of essential minerals. Now I've seen this with some of my clients and some who then became uh, friends and colleagues of mine. and. Uh, they have noted that as they were able to detox the excess copper, their whole mineral system began to change, and they can handle copper now.
0: That makes perfect sense. Yep. So thank you so much for being with me, Dr. Malter.
1: It's been a pleasure. And um,
0: from one copperhead to one who understands it intellectually.
1: <laughs> I can. Uh, uh, empathize with what you experienced but at least it brought out your creativity
0: i'm a copperhead in recovery wonderful day and a wonderful weekend thank you and thank you for joining me we are once again from first lady nutrition podcast remember that unike health systems has one of the only copper-free daily multis called the advanced daily multivitamin Visit us at UnikeHealth.com. They're my beloved copper-free sponsor. Have a beautiful week full of health, happiness, copper-free foods, and shalom uvracha one and all. And please don't forget to subscribe and like First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Thank you so very much.